We want to take a minute to thank Shred Claw Apparel for sponsoring this portion of today's episode. Shred Claw Apparel is a brand by guitarists for guitarists. Shred Claw is a one-man shop. They print and ship everything out of their garage in Southern California. So if you need some new shirts, hoodies, or buttons, they got you covered. They feature artwork from super talented artists from all over the world. On stage or in the pit, they've got your back. So go on over to www.shredclaw.com and pick up some sick merch today. And make sure to use our code UNSIGNEDPOPPUNK20 from now till the end of the year to receive 20% off all apparel. Thank you so much to Shred Claw Apparel for sponsoring this episode. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we've got skateboarder and recording artist Jordan Griffin on the show. So let's just get right on into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we've got skateboarder, recording artist, Jordan Griffin on the show. Jordan, welcome to the show, man. Yo, thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Hell yeah. Stoked to have you. Um, I love watching through your like skateboarding vids and stuff. So, Thank you. Thank you. Hell yeah. Um, I used to... At one point in time, I really wanted to try and learn how to skateboard. And then I like, I tried to just even Ollie and I fell. I thought I broke my elbow and I was like, that's it. I'm done. Here's my skateboard. Yeah. I think I did the same thing when I was like (laughs) eight years old and I didn't pick up another one until I was 10. (laughs) I was like 17. (laughs) It, It happens absolutely so as you're saying that like since like the age of 10 around what eight to ten you found a love for graphic designing skateboarding and music let let's start with skateboarding since we're there tell us about those early days how'd you get your start yeah so um music and graphic design came later on Mm -hmm. but um when i was about 10 years old is when like i really dove into skating and it all really came from just like playing the tony hawk pro skater and tony hawk underground games or like playstation 2 me and my friend would just kick it every day in the summer we would play that game and then one day he went into my garage to to get a soda and he's like yo i saw two skateboards like we should try this in real life (laughs) and i'm like no no like two years ago i tried it it didn't go well it's, it's a lot harder than a video game you can't just push a button and do a crazy trick like it actually takes Hell yeah. and that that's something that most people don't have straight out the gate and nowadays i see all these like little kids who are prodigies flipping in and out of handrails at eight years old but i wish most of the time that's not the case <laughs> so i was totally against it and i'm super against peer pressure Sure. That was the one time I've ever been peer pressured. So he got <laughs> look me where it got you. It, it did get me here, so I can't even be mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I picked up the skateboard, and it's been a healthy addiction ever since. Like I, I've been doing it pretty much every day since then. I mean, obviously, there's days where 
you get sick or like you just mm-hmm. can't skate another day because you're sore right and then, um like now that I'm a little bit more grown up and I have other hobbies and stuff I don't do it as often but still mm-hmm. a couple times a week um I'm actually the teacher of a skate camp right now in my local okay. town so I have like 12 to 16 kids I teach a week right on and yeah, it's super cool because I'm able to give back to all the new generation of skaters. So that's pretty cool. Hell yeah. You see uh, any of those skaters you, you see becoming the next the next Jordan Griffin? Oh, the next Jordan. I've never even <laughs> thought about that. No, it, it's definitely a cool feeling, though, because these kids, like, they love the camp that I host. Mm-hmm. But they they all say like I'm like the nicest dude ever and (laughs) that's good to hear absolutely Uh, no it's awesome so I'm always doing giveaways because back when I was a kid like I didn't have that like older figure to like give me hand-me-downs and like yeah with new boards and stuff like that so every week I bring a bunch of stuff and I I give boards and shirts away to like the hardest working campers that's awesome it's really cool to give back now and be in like be where I wish I was when I was their age. Absolutely. You know, that's even like just that whole mindset is why, you know, I started unsigned pop punk, you know, yeah, being in a band and never having like anyone give you the support and show you the love that you need. So I was like, well, I I care, you know, I'll I'll show people the love. I got that. Yeah. So you were talking about Tony Hawk pro skater so who was your favorite skater to use then um in tony hawk pro skater i don't even remember who was in the game to be honest well i mean obviously i'm pretty sure tony hawk was in it yeah um no i I feel like i was never actually playing as tony hawk though i think maybe i think there's like jeff uh jeff raleigh burnquist Sam Margera. I was probably him because he's okay. from Pennsylvania and that's Very where I'm from. I think I always was uh Burnquist. I just always liked him. I thought he was great. He's sick. So, cause I, I guess I was wondering, so like, since you were, you know, a big fan of the pro skater. So did that, did that skater or any of those skaters become your favorite skateboarder outside of the game or who were you looking up to when you were learning? Um, that's a good question. So my favorite skate company when I was a kid was Plan B Skateboards. Okay. They just had a really stacked team like Ryan Sheckler, Tori mm-hmm. Pudwell, Paul Rodriguez. And I, I loved what they were doing and, and the content that they were producing. And, and I would say Paul Rodriguez easily became like my favorite pro skater. Like I still watch videos of him to hype me up. And I think he's like the one person I haven't met yet. So that's on my bucket list. There you go. <laughs> so you met Ryan. She- I think of that, unfortunately, I only really recognize Ryan Sheckler. Yeah. Uh, so so I met him and Tori Podwell. And um, yeah, I'm just waiting for, for my P-Rod meeting. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll hit him up. We'll, we'll see if he'll listen to the episode and then, you know, that would be sick. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, so I got like a two-parter question here then for you. What is your favorite trick to do? And what is one that you've not mastered, but strive to achieve? 
Ooh, that's a good question. I think one of my favorite tricks would have to be a cancel flip. And like, no one knows what that is. I kind of, I I didn't invent it, but this is kind of something I got known for. And that's how I started to like build my social media. Okay. Like half a kickflip and then you kick it back with your back foot. So it just cancels out. Yeah. Okay. So I saw, like, I actually saw a video like recently where you did do that. So, okay, cool. That's that's probably like one of those tricks that I kind of like coined, but like, sure. People that's probably credit for that. It doesn't even matter. I'm just having fun. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I really like to do. And one trick that I love, I don't really see people do this one either. It's a pressure flip late shove it. Okay. And yo, I could try the trick for hours. It's so <laughs> complex. Basically, it's going through my legs like this. And then at the peak, I catch it and do a late shove. And then... Okay. And I've I've only done it like four or five times because it's just a battle every single time. I think the last time I did it was almost a year ago. Like it's tough. I think I just think one of the coolest things about skateboarding is just the fact of like making your brain do that, you know, like knowing how to like place your feet, how to kick the board in order to do make it do magic basically (laughs) yeah it's super tough to do and I think that growing up I've always been like surrounded by skating and just like creative thinkers so it really forced me to think a little bit further than just like your basic skateboarding tricks that you see on the day-to-day so I always try to take my board and be like all these people flip their board like this let me do it like this, but then stop it here and flip it this other way. I try to make it as complex as possible. Sometimes it doesn't work, but I have a good time doing it. Hell yeah. Did you ever get into tech decks? I love tech deck. And let me <laughs> tell you a story. There was a day last year where I checked my Instagram and tech deck started following me. Hell yeah. And I freaked out. I think I made a story post about it. I had so many people swipe up and they're like, there you go. That's like my childhood dream. So I'm still trying to get something to work out with them. I I think our brands align and we could get something going. (laughs) That's amazing. I have, I'm no good at it, but I have like, like a, uh, a toolbox full of like, you know, the kits and the, all the extra stuff and like probably like 10 boards in there. Me and my son like to mess around with them. They're fun. Terrible at it though. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I like back, like when I was growing up, like if I ever got injured or if it rained, that's Mm -hmm. what I would do. And I would help think of tricks on a tech deck and me and my dad, like my dad found out how to like make a mold and we would like make our own fingerboards and we would try to hustle those on like eBay and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Genius. (laughs) I, uh, I'd I'd come up with a tech deck show but it'll have to stay top secret. We'll talk about it later. Okay. (laughs) I have, I've had this like idea in my head for a really long time, actually. Uh, I think that would be so fun. And that's something that no one's doing. And like, you don't even have to be good to like participate in the show. You just have to have fun and try, you know? Exactly. 
exactly and like i just think it would be so funny to do like tech deck videos and stuff just like skate videos so have a little camera like right along and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's like there's options there's there's ideas in there so with that and in talking about how like you know um you have to think creatively uh, creatively when like skateboarding and stuff let's move over to your music career where it's all about creativity uh oh, yeah. you, you started releasing music in around 2018 and since then you've released 44 singles and six albums where do you <laughs> where do you find the time to not only write that many songs but record them while also skateboarding studying graphic design and having a personal life it's it's tough i'm not gonna <laughs> lie it's a bunch of time management but um yeah that's crazy that you looked into all those stats because i just like <laughs> make this stuff and put it out you know like i don't really like count like that but um no that's crazy and like the amount of music i have that i still have to release is also insane i'm dropping another 20 song album like early next year i started releasing some singles already yep so and then i have songs after that like a joint ep with my homie like there's a lot of music coming and i don't know where i get the time and and to be honest i haven't even been recording too much right now like i was just recording today but i've had writer's block for a while okay and like after you make a song that like you're so stoked on you kind of feel like you have to like match that or one up it. And I just couldn't do that with the one I made like at the beginning of April. So I I think I uh... unlocked the cheat code and I got something going, but really I would just like, I I do everything myself at my house. So that definitely helps because I don't have to drive to a studio, pay for studio time and all that. But there, there's some pros and cons of that, because obviously I'm not like a Grammy award winning producer and engineer, you know, so it's like I have to make producer friends and work with them. And I had to learn how to mix myself. And trust me, in 2018, Jay Griff had no idea what he was doing. I, no. I didn't even know mixing was a thing when I first started doing music. <laughs> I thought people just naturally had like amazing just recorded it. And like, it was like there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. And um, yeah, I, I, I really started making music because one of my sponsors at the time sent me to North Carolina for a skate trip. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the guys who made like an animated intro to one of my video parts he made music and he was like this rapper in North Carolina. So I crashed at his place. I ended up making my first song. I'm like, this is fun. Like I'm going to buy like a recording setup. And that was like almost six years ago now. And I'm like, I'm just going to do one album and then call it. And then it, it's been al- another, it's been another prediction. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm always writing and coming up with ideas uh-huh. and yeah. I think for a while I was kind of basing all my music off of like personal experiences. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, it, I, I will say it's a lot easier to write good music when you have a lot of emotion, whether you're sad or you're angry. Mm-hmm. And 
in the past year and a half like I met my fiance and all this stuff so it's like I've been in the best mind state and it's also been a little bit harder to write that much good music I'm still writing good music but I can't do it in the same way that I used to it writing happy music is significantly harder than writing sad songs Oh yeah. Significantly harder. (laughs) For sure. And then like happy songs that don't sound like overly cheesy and they still have Mm -hmm. good writing. Right. It's tough to do. Absolutely. That's like the exact pocket I'm trying to get in right now. So (laughs) it's a challenge, but it is. uh, And, And then it's also hard to like fake, like when you're happy and you're in a great place, you can't like, you can't just fake yourself into a bad place to to write a sad song you're just gonna end up with a shitty song yeah so it's gotta be all like authentic feelings if it's not my point of view I'm going for like a good friend's point of view or something like that or something that happened with them that's not even about me and I've Mm -hmm. been doing that recently and I'm getting some pretty some pretty good results I'm happy with it awesome I think everything I've heard I've enjoyed so I think thank you keep just keep it up because uh, you were you were saying like you know you just kind of started learning it you're no producer and stuff blah blah however in March man you reached your first million streams for your album nothing nowhere now yep. for all of our listeners that are musicians busting ass working hard to just reach their first thousand streams how does it feel to reach that milestone and get recognized for all your hard work over the years that is something that still amazes me to this day because i remember making the track sorry not sorry i thought that was the best song in the whole world i'm like yo this is gonna take me somewhere and i don't know where it's gonna take me so that was like my first single in this like new like rebrand mm-hmm. and my goal for the whole album was a hundred thousand streams I'm like I did this like last year and I think I could do it again but like m- my team was changing and like it's just like me and my friends but like my friends are constantly changing sure and it, it was just tough. I, I didn't know how to go about the promotion, especially because now we're in an age of singles where it's like you're expected to drop constant singles. Right. I'm like, yo, I'm dropping six singles and then I'm adding 14 more songs to this <laughs> album. Like, I don't know. Is that the right way to do it? I'm not sure. But um, basically... I was talking to my friend Alex, who's now my business partner. We have um, a little like music marketing company now. Okay. So this is when we were like first starting to figure everything out. Um, Yeah, I guess I'll give a little bit of sauce to the viewers. Yeah. Um, Basically, (laughs) we decided to do the waterfall effect, which is where you drop a single and then Mm -hmm. your next single, you drop the last single under it. Right. Yeah. that definitely helped like accumulate some more streams and like it helped people not forget about like all the work that you've been putting out that you're super proud of. Absolutely. That's the way to go now. The waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, So that was super helpful, but yeah. So my goal for the whole album was a hundred thousand streams. 
And in that first single release, I think Sorry Not Sorry got like 150,000 plays. I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> this is already doing better than I wanted the the whole album to do. The whole do, thing, you know? yeah. So right there, I think I had something special, but I was constantly going back and like, I, I think with that album, I, I wanted to finish every song start to finish before before I uploaded one of them. And the way I'm doing my album now is I'm just kind of putting them out as I go, but I, I make them faster than I put them out. So of course I have a little stockpile (laughs) I could pick from. Well, it's always Uh, good to have a stockpile. Yeah. So with nothing nowhere, that was kind of crazy. And like TikTok is still newer. So I was trying to like push it on there a lot and like, that got me super down because I'm like, yo, I see all these artists like going crazy on TikTok and like right. I'm putting out four videos a day for like three weeks and I'm not getting any traction. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of like shook me a little bit because I'm like, yo, like I'm putting in the work. I'm I'm like making these videos every day. I wake up, I want to get this. And then I had to step back and go back to my roots of just posting skate videos for fun. Mm-hmm. And I would put those songs in like the back. And then I, I saw some traction with that. And then of course, just like people who genuinely like that newer sound from me. And I feel like word just got around and that's nothing nowhere. Just figuring out where I'm going to go from here. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Like that's when I, when I saw that, like that album had hit, like just a million streams just for that album. I was blown away. That's just such a milestone, you know, it's, Thank it's you. so huge, especially when, you know, like, uh, you know, when you're starting out, you're just hoping for a thousand, maybe 10,000. You're like, please, <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. It, it's just super sick to know that people enjoy like a whole body of work and they're able to listen through like, not only like three songs, but, I like I could see the stats and like people would listen mm-hmm. to the whole thing before right. they would go to either my back catalog or listen to someone else. And that's just mind blowing to me because people yeah. don't really want to give you the time of day. No, not not anymore. Like not with albums. It's like it, you you hit it on the head earlier when you're talking about singles. Everyone's putting out singles. And so to have people sit there and listen to like your whole album before like moving on, like that's huge, man. That's that speaks volumes. Thank you. So, <clears throat> at the time of this interview, you've you've recently released this your latest single, "Real One." Um, so you did say that you are working on <clears throat> a new album. That's this is where that question was already going. So, are you planning on adding singles like each month? leading up to that album or what's your plan and for this next album yeah so um i think with this one i'm highly focused on the marketing especially since we have our company like up and running and like really getting off the ground i want to do this the right way and not just like throw out a song a week and Mm -hmm. i want to like give a song a little bit to breathe so whether that's three weeks four weeks five weeks Mm -hmm. and just kind of see what i'm doing and with this album there's no there's no like real interlocking function with all the songs if that makes sense like it's 
I feel like nothing nowhere. I tried to make like a fun like rock pop punk album. Sure. Mm-hmm. This one, it has some pop punk songs, some pop punk songs that are like way better, like really good quality. I'm super stoked on them. And then it has more of like that like pop punk but kind of like trappy feel. Sure. And then we just have some songs that just have a guitar and I'm like, I think this would sound good. But um yeah, so this album is gonna be called Hopeless in Hollywood. Okay. And I I snapped on the cover art for this one. I'm excited to show you guys. Hell yeah. But um yeah, so with this project, I kind of wanted to also bring music back to how I did it in 2018 and 2019. And in those times, I kind of did this because I I needed help. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't sing back then. Like singing is something newer for me. I only rapped. So it's like I could only really do verses and I would need a hook from somebody because like it's hard to do like a rap hook. And I would collaborate with everybody like a bunch of local people a bunch of people i would just like hit up on instagram i'm like yo you're sick we gotta work together and that's what i did in my early stages and those projects performed really well and after that of course I i took the time to learn how to sing i did a project where i did like i think it was a 10 song album and i did like nine of the hooks and i was um super stoked on that I felt myself getting more comfortable with music and I feel like I kind of know what I have to know. And like this project is based around all these stories I heard of people moving out to LA to pursue their dream of music or or whatever they want to do. And they end up going broke and they got to go back home and they meet their idols and they aren't who they say they are. So this album is all kind of based on that concept. It's kind of funny. I've been hearing like, quite a bit of songs that are talking about that stuff now which is kind of funny because i've been planning this for for over a year now so i've been really going in with this album and i wanted to kind of go hollywood Mm -hmm. and get features from like all the people i've looked up to in like the underground scene and just make music that makes me happy make music that's like fun to listen to and i just want to collaborate Because I feel like, first of all, that's the best way to grow because it's like you want to get seen by people, obviously. So it's like by collaborating, you get put in front of other people's fan bases, which helps. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Really, it's just like I just want to make good music and I want to make friends doing it. I want to make music with these friends like I always did like so many years ago. And I'm, I'm trying to bring that concept back. Like you don't have to have three features per album you know there's a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of features on this like <laughs> it's in the 20s and it's not done yet uh it, it, like doing features is is like it's a it's a really common and it's a really great idea right now and i'm seeing a lot of people do that and i'm even seeing people start doing like split eps and stuff again where that you know there's two bands on the same on cd they're splitting it and I've always I've always loved that concept because if you work with another band like that's that's twice the fan base you can now reach or if you're doing like a split EP well shit, you guys can split the cost cuz that stuff's expensive you know yeah. 
No, it, it definitely adds up for sure. And I think that's one thing that music fans often overlook. Like it does cost a lot to be able to yeah. fund an artist's career, mm-hmm. whether that's like having a marketing budget behind the singles or whether that's printing merch or printing actual CDs. And like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is like, we try to give out for free because we want people to like take the time to listen. Right. It could be tough for sure. Absolutely. And so earlier <clears throat> you brought up <clears throat> TikTok and, you know, the struggles with that. What do you think is the most important form of social media that artists should be focusing their time on right now? I mean, obviously, like I've seen TikTok change people's lives. Yeah. My good friend, Michael Minnelli, I watched him go from like 2000 followers to 200,000 in four months. Mm-hmm. Like it really worked for him. And like he he's friends with like Nick D and Bryce Vine and all those guys who like who really have TikTok down. So right. mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's good for me to be around these type of people just so I could kind of see what they're doing. But I think the most important thing isn't really app specific. It's just being authentic and being genuine. Cause yeah. I mean, I, I grew up posting on Instagram. I love Instagram. I love seeing pictures, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like every picture I post doesn't have to be an announcement or right. like something like that. It's like, I just want to live my life and like post what I want to post. Right. And I think people like seeing that because there's very few times that I look for new music on Instagram, you know, like that's what Spotify is for, for me. Sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think just being authentic is my, my main component to like growing and, and responding to people too. That's big. I see so many people who have like, 4,000 followers who have like a good fan base, but they won't respond to anybody. Right. I think that's so weird. Like, why wouldn't you like, isn't that what the whole point is? Like you posted this for attention, right? Like you (laughs) want people to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah. So I've always been into like replying to everybody. Yes. It does take time. Yes. It could be annoying, especially when like a post goes viral or something like that, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it it makes you feel good after you're done replying mm-hmm. and the people who get replied to are like, Oh my God, like this is sick. Like, yeah, Cause it's so uncommon that somebody replies <laughs> that just getting a reply from somebody they look up to is huge. I mean, that happens to me still like, you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll put like comment on something and they'll comment back and I'm like, Holy shit. yeah and someone who's really really good at showing love to their fans is mod son he has it down like he'll just say a green heart that's all that's all the green heart emoji and i get so hyped every time i see it so funny enough is that so mod son's also from minnesota which is where we are from um and so he used to be in a band called four letter lie he was the drummer uh it was like a post-hardcore type you know singing screaming band and uh my my band we used to play shows with them like they were like they were one of the big like minneapolis bands and it's so fucking wild like 
I I literally like you know when I saw that he was engaged to Avril Lavigne, I'm like, dude, I know you. Like I've seen you play drums in front of my face. Like yeah. <laughs> that's so wild. It's uh, it's awesome. It's exciting for him. Oh yeah, and I I recently saw him live, and he's one of the best performers I've ever seen too. He is so happy. Mm-hmm. To just be there and just be in the moment, see his fans so close. And yeah, yeah, so- he's a good dude. He was just at um, <coughs> we we were both at So What Festival, and that was the last time I saw him. Dope. But yeah, puts on a great show. Oh yeah, he always has though. He's always been a perform like a good performer. I I felt anyway. He's very he's always definitely been in his blood. Absolutely. And with that, we got one more question before we go on to break. Uh, if you could give our listeners one piece of advice that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting out, what would it be? That was an easy one. And this one wasn't clear to me until I entered this music contest that I almost didn't enter. I did my entry like two weeks before the deadline. And I just wasn't happy with it. There was something about it that I just didn't like. And I ended up posting it like an hour before the deadline. And then I was in the studio. I swiped down on my notifications. I saw a bunch of trophy emojis. And I ended up winning this contest. And basically, the guy told me, I picked you to win not only because you did a killer job, but because I see a younger version of myself and you growing up people told me I could only do one thing. I could only pick one path and go Mm -hmm. down that. And you did the vocals, you skated in the video, you did the engineering, you edited this whole video together. You really did it all. And that's what stood out to me. And that's my advice is do everything because people are going to tell you, you can't do it, but you can like, there's no, there's no way you could only do one thing. And if you talk to any successful person, they have multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. So if you do multiple things, there's multiple streams of income and you'll be set with time. Right, exactly. And that it's one of those things to where if you want to do it, and if you want to do something bad enough, we'll go learn how to do it or do, you know, learn. You yeah. Know, if you don't, if you want to sell stuff online and you don't have a website, but you can't, and you can't pay for a website, we'll go learn how to make one. Yeah. There's, you have YouTube, you have every resource available now to <laughs> learn how to do what you want to try and do. Try it out. Exactly. So that's awesome. I completely agree. Uh, and I've seen multiple friends of mine make that same exact or take that same exact path. So keep that up and you'll keep you'll keep succeeding. And with that, we're going to go on, take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'd like to take a minute to thank this week's sponsor, Duluth Coffee Company. Duluth Coffee Company holds a special place in my heart. Not only is their coffee amazing, but... They're the first local business to not only believe in what we're doing here at Unsigned Pop Punk and the Where Did All My Friends Go podcast, but to sponsor an episode 
and help us fund this project. Duluth Coffee Company started with one person's love of coffee, roasting it out of his garage and delivering it with his old F-150. Now you can find Duluth Coffee Company anywhere, from online to grocery stores to restaurants and their own cafe and grocery in downtown Duluth, Minnesota. You can shop for all things Duluth Coffee Company at www.duluthcoffeecompany.com. They have everything from their coffee and coffee subscriptions to merch and equipment. And if you're in the Duluth, Minnesota area, stop by the cafe, get some coffee, and let them know that Unsigned Pop Punk sent you. Thank you so much again to Duluth Coffee Company for sponsoring this week's episode. And we're back. Uh, we got a couple segments left here. We've got the obscure questions segment up next. Um, I chose all of these today. That's typically how I like to do it with obscure. I like to I like ha- to have to think on my feet really quick to think of something just weird and random. There we go. So this first one's a two-part question. First off, what would you say are two of your biggest fears? Two of my biggest fears. Let's see. Stink bugs. I hate stink bugs. Okay. And clowns. I do not like clowns either. Okay. So now the second part of this is, let me see how I, how I want to wear this. Okay. So you have to choose between, what would you choose to have to travel through a room filled with stink bugs or clowns? To save your fiance. I would definitely do the clowns because in theory, if the clowns are doing their job, they should be making like balloon animals and just having a good time. Right. Yeah, that's true. As long as they're not like killer clowns. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. If they were killer clowns, then stink bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would see my major fear is like heights and then just whatever else it and it would all it would no matter what it would just be whatever else (laughs) as long as i don't have to do heights got you i guess it depends on how high but (laughs) (laughs) um the next question is name a movie or a tv show that you secretly love that no one knows about Yo, me and my fiance, we've been watching The Bachelorette, and <laughs> that that gets crazy, not gonna lie. It does. It's true. Um, and I, I talked about this on another on another episode. I do have a different answer for mine, but I have recently answered that uh my wife watches all that super cringy shit, like those like Netflix dating shows or whatever. It's like uh- or um there was one i can't remember what it was called but you like the point of the show is to like like couples or married couples or like engaged people or just couples in general come to this show to like swap their partner and just (laughs) and just you know see which one they want to go home with and uh first off that's fucked up nick lachey i don't agree with that yeah. Uh, but my wife will watch it and I'll, I will, I will get very invested. 
Me too. Yeah, it, it's tough because it's like I'll be working on graphics and that'll be on in the background. I'm like, what did she just say? <laughs> what did you just say? She's a jerk. <laughs> I can't stand Vanessa or whatever. We just watched one. I don't remember, but I got very invested and she was so happy that I was like, I was like talking about it. And like I'd get upset about it. <laughs> it's funny because I don't really watch too much TV or too many movies. Mm-hmm. So my fiance is always trying to get me to just like focus on the art of the chill, and, yeah. and I've been enjoying it. And those shows are so funny because I'm like on my toes in bed. I'm like, whoo, like yeah, <laughs> it's, the tension is up to here, and I feel it outside of the TV. Absolutely. And those people, half of those people are just monsters. Yeah. <laughs> just disasters. Yeah. So the third and final obscure question, we're going really deep. All right. Oh, we're we're going to we're going to dive real deep here. So when you're envision yourself, so when you're all alone and crying and I'm talking like that fucking hard cry, you know, like just that <laughs> hard cry do you ever get up go find a mirror just to watch yourself cry so that you can cry harder you know what that's a great question (laughs) i can't say i've ever looked in a mirror but i definitely like got to the point where i'm like okay well we made it this far like let's make it worse and i'll pop in headphones turn it all the way up play the saddest music i could find He's just find, just finding that like you'll find one like word to like repeat. Dane Cook did this like skit, and I think it's the most realistic like com- skit in in general because the I've done it. I know every single person pretty much has done it. You know, it's just or like there's so many funny things you'll do when you're crying, like just like. Holding on to like one repeated phrase, like I tried my best, and it just makes you cry harder. Just repeating it every time. Yeah. <laughs> so that I was just thinking of that Dane Cook sketch, and I was like, I'm gonna bring this out. I like this. <laughs> <one."> <laughs> With that, that's the obscure question segment. You did survive it. Um, I had no doubts. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> believing in me. Dude, always. I got you. Uh, <laughs> now we're moving on to the final segment. So rapid fire question segment. You're just going to speak from the heart, shoot from the hip. It's real simple. Okay. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Mario or Luigi? Ooh. That one's stumping me. I don't know why. Like, I don't have anything for either. Um, I'm going to go with Luigi because, like, green's a cool color. Green's a cool color. He's, a like, a ghost hunter, and that's tight. That's fire. I mean, Mario just does the same thing over and over again. His girlfriend gets kidnapped. He's got to go save her. Luigi, however, as a ghost hunter, has multiple times had to go save Mario and the princess and everybody else so realistically who's cooler luigi obviously obviously gwen stefani 
or Haley Williams? I don't even know who Haley Williams is, so I'll go with Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Haley Williams is a singer of Paramore. Oh, yeah. I'm in the business why. of misery. Ooh, okay, I'm going with her, actually. <laughs> That's fair. Like, both are great. It's, it's kind of generational, which did you really kind of grow up with for the most part? And I didn't grow up with either. It's like, I, like obviously, I know Paramore, but I don't know, like, individual names of people in bands i just don't i don't know that's fair that's okay see i have a hard time at least nowadays naming songs like for the life of me i can't like name a song very well but i can name so many bands and members of bands song titles not here song titles i'm pretty good with it's just like band members. I always get them confused. I'm like, this person was in this band, right? And my friends are like, nah, you got it all backwards. I'm like, nah, no, dude. I, I'm on. just making music. I don't study. Grow up, man. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell, all the way. It's fair. I like me some soft shell. I also like me some hard shell i just like tacos in general i think the best taco creation is like the double decker where you put the hard shell in with the soft shell that's a good one and i also like like a chalupa where it's kind of like the hard shell and soft shell but like pressed like a panini yeah it's like a fry bread yeah delicious delicious this is the last one some 41 or yellow card Ooh, that's a tough one I feel like I listen to some 41 more, so I'm going to go with them, but they're both super good. Totally. They're both super good and they're both completely different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's it, man. You did it. You finished the podcast. Now all that's left is your chance to let everybody know what you got going on, where they can find you. What's next for Jordan Griffin? Ooh, we got a lot going on. Obviously, we got more music on the way, more skate content on the way, more graphics on the way, all that. Um, yeah, so if you guys want to stream my music, I, I go by J Griff, J-G-R-I-F-F. If you want to find me on any of my socials, they're all at jgriff830. And that's pretty much it. I, I just want to thank you again for having me on here. I think this might be one of the best like podcast episodes I've ever been on. Like, I think the energy was up here. I Hell felt yeah. totally comfortable, totally me the whole time. Good, and man. Thank you for that. No, thank you, man. Like, that's that's my goal. I, I, I just, I want everybody to be comfortable. And I want to have a fun show. And I, I mean, I don't want to be weird and uncomfortable either. And I already am like weird and uncomfortable as it is. So <laughs> no, no, I, I can't believe it's already been like an hour. I feel like we've been talking for five minutes. I know I checked. I actually was like checking my phone. I was like, oh shit. We like went over, we went even further past in the very, like the first half. I was like, oh crap, we're going to go long today. <laughs> go. Hell yeah. Well, thanks so much, man. This has been another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? Podcast about life in the music industry. Today, a little bit about skateboarding. Actually, Jordan, man, you are our first ever skateboarder on this show. There we go. We made it. We did it. Look at that. We did it. <laughs> and with that, guys, 
We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsignedpoppunk. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see. Thank you all so much.